this podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i am as always alex and i'm joined by dylan hi dylan hi guys uh the world is trying to is trying to keep me from from talking to y'all on the stardom quest podcast um you know for for many many reasons for one uh they displayed my nightmare card uh it turned out not to be that bad but they displayed my nightmare card at Shinkiba. For two, the election has been keeping me up all day and all night. And for three, my Wi-Fi isn't working. So the fact that you're hearing this is a testament to my will to talk about stardom and talk with my, my good friend Alex. So hello, everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah. we decided to record this because, uh, you know, there's probably going to be a winner announced tomorrow and the world will be an anarchy. So we might as well squeeze this in now while everybody's kind of chill, even though they're not all that chill. But, you know squeezing it in uh there's a good bit to discuss today because we haven't recorded in like 10 days which is our biggest gap yet so we'll just get straight into it uh today there was a translation of an interview done by milano collection at uh so the translator is at one two 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 dragon moon uh they've done they've done a lot of uh shoe pro translations lately for stardom and they did one for tokyo joshi pro there recently as well um, that are just they give a good insight into kind of the Joshi world that we don't usually see. So this one was with Milano Collection, who's obviously been a special coach at Stardom kind of since Bushi Road took over, and he had some kind of interesting things to say. Uh, wouldn't you agree, Dylan? Yeah. So he basically confirmed that he is the reason why everything sucks. Uh, he he basically he basically said. Uh, no, he, he he said, okay, so I have, like, a few major gripes with, with Stardom, obviously, you know, like, I, I love the company, but there are, like, I'd say, like, five major things that are, like, just, like, personal, like, annoyances as of late, Um, and he basically said three of them was his doing. So, for one, um, he said that the biggest focus was on character work um, and how he wanted to make sure everybody felt very distinct in their characters, and... For one, I don't think that that was an issue because I felt like everybody felt very distinct in their characters until he made them feel more distinct, if that makes sense. And, you know, I think that that implies, you know, like the uh, Oedo Tai transition to a, a like genuine heel group. It's he, he even specifically talked about his, the QQ thing where it's like Queen's Quest, you know, they were sort of like becoming a bit more fun, a little bit more like just like energetic. And then he's like, no, y'all are Star Wars. You are calm. You guys don't do not do nothing. And it's like, obviously, they're still dope because they're charismatic as fuck. But it like 
that was a shift that you could notice at a certain point. Um, so the character work uh, that I think has has gone down since he joined uh, is something that he was uh, very, very focused on. Um, two was the match type and the match style. Um, at the end of the, the interview, he said that he wanted the biggest crossover to be New Japan to stardom. He wanted new... He wanted the New Japan fans to become Stardom fans. He didn't want invite new fans in. I mean, obviously that's that's the thing that every company wants is new fans. But that was his main goal was to get New Japan fans to become Stardom fans. And by doing that, he wanted to make the the in ring as good as possible, quote unquote, which I interpret as as similar to New Japan as possible. And obviously, it's not like like I, I'm going in right now. Like I like they're like I'm making things sound a lot worse than they actually are in my opinion. But there, those are two things that I personally just didn't really enjoy about Stardom Shift over the past year. And he was like, yeah, so we did those on purpose, and I think we're doing a pretty good job. And it's like, mm. And yeah, um, I, there was a third thing, I think, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, I don't know how it was, but I, I mean, I... I think he's had some good impact. Like, he was saying that especially with Queen's Quest, he said that they were very vague. I mm, think that's mm, true. Mm, I think mm. towards the end of last year and for a while, they were just kind of there and they felt to me like a group with no direction. And he was like, embrace how cool you are. And I think that's been very evident this year and how Queen's Quest is just, they have drip. They have mad drip. Like they're all so charismatic. I think that impact has been really important. And I think all of the factions feel kind of a bit more distinguished now than they did because there was points last year where it was just kind of like these factions are just a loose alignment of people that have been drafted together that we all kind of like because of nostalgia is now is a clear identity to them, which I think is good. And especially Queen's Quest because they are cool as hell. Um, in addition, he said that Utami is incredibly gifted. So I think if it wasn't already clear, it is clearer now. Like Utami is going to be the next Mayu and that she is she's going to carry this company forward because you know stardom loves her Milano loves her and he even said he wants her to be the Okada in that he is kind of this wrestler who's leading New Japan into this like boom period and I think he wants Utami to be the same which I think is very interesting because obviously she's got that big match coming up and I mean she is a prodigy but yeah it's it's interesting to see that that's what the people you know, involved in training and involved in kind of, I'd assume Milano has some sway, but they see big things in Utami as well, which I think is really interesting. You reminded me of my third point. Uh, so not in this interview, but in, uh, you know, like just what he said in the past, uh, Momo is 100% the redheaded stepchild in Queen's Quest because he has gone on record to say that he loves Sayakamitani. Um, he, in this interview, said he loves Utami, and he said he loves Izumi. And Momo is also there. Uh, <laughs> he has never <laughs> he's never talked about Momo before, uh, which is sort of like one of those things that's like, uh, the, the, obviously people get worried about nothing all the time and wrestling about pushes and about this and that, you know, about... Like, they, they get too involved. They get too, like, oh, well, you know, like, push this. And, you know, it's like they don't they don't enjoy for what it is. And this is one time that I'm going to do that in that I fear for Momo and her standing. And I have feared for a while. And it's like I feel like 
every time I hear something like this, where it's like, oh, Utami's amazing, Azumi is becoming the GOAT, and Sayakamitani is a fucking prodigy, she is insane, amazing, and that's Queen's Quest. And it's like, okay, but you're forgetting the leader, guys. Like, I know that it might not be on purpose, but it, it, it becomes like a, a fear of mine where it's like, how is Momo fitting into this? Uh, these three are getting consistent, constant praise, and Momo, arguably the best wrestler out of the three, out of the four of them, is also there. Um, it's uh, maybe that's just me being very pessimistic, and I am a pessimistic type person sometimes. Um, but that that was another thing that sort of I draw I drew from the interview, and it sort of was like, oh, this this isn't. I, I don't know if I like this. You know, I think the thing with Momo, and I think a lot of wrestling fans uh, are going to have to come to terms with this, is that she is a wrestling fans wrestler. Like, she is a great worker, and she's a great character when she wrestles. But I don't think she's as charismatic as a new Tammy. I don't think she's as charismatic as even a Saya Kamatani. Like, I, I can understand why somebody like Milano is like, okay, Utami is the next leader of this company. Because Momo is somebody who could win the white belt and have a really great reign with it but i don't see her as like the top name of a company you know what i mean like i don't think she has that star power that utami would or even asaya kamatani who i'm not you know i i think we all have to admit like saya has that something about her that makes her a special talent and i don't think momo has that despite being easily one of the best wrestlers in the company and i think a lot of us are just going to have to come to the terms with fact that we like her and they probably understand that she's a great wrestler but they may not see her as you know a you know four pillars kind of thing and she might get a red belt run but i don't think it'll be anything like a year long like mayu's is now you know what i mean like i think we all just have to come to terms with the fact that maybe momo's ceiling is just great matches as white belt champion you know well oh my god I hate that you said that because you're kind of right. I mean, you're not right because I disagree with you. I think that Momo is extreme. Well, not that I disagree with you, but I think that you're not giving Momo enough credit on how insanely charismatic she is and how insanely good, like, uh, as a... Honestly, either way. She's I, charismatic I think... in the right setting. She's charismatic in the right setting, but I exactly. don't... She doesn't jump off the page to me in the way that a lot of wrestlers would. And I think but that's I what think, we need. I think that presents my thought that's like oh that she's going to leave at some point like i don't think she stays in, in stardom for longer than a few years if that's how she like if she gets godoed if she gets treated like a rookie goto is i don't think that she stays like and uh i think that would be a major loss for stardom even if they are picking up a bunch of people as we'll talk about in a few minutes uh i think that would be a major loss down the line obviously i'm not saying she's leaving fucking tomorrow but like if that is the trend, I don't think that she would stay, and I don't think that she possibly should stay, because I think that she could be the ace of any company. And this is definitely a bias talking within me, but I think she could be the ace of any company. And if, you know, Milano, and if, you know, Rossi's a fan of her, obviously, because, you know, when it was just him, he had her win the belt for fucking a year and a half or whatever. Um, but if, if like the if the road and if Milano and if, you know, just the, the brass aren't really feeling it, I think that 
somebody else will definitely feel it, whether it's in Joshi or it's, I hate to say it, in WWE or NAW or wherever she wants to go. I think that she would be a prized possession. Um, maybe not WWE because nobody's a prized possession in WWE, but you get what I mean. Um, I don't know. I I just I just feel I, I I'm not. Uh, it, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Let's just say. Yeah, and I suppose we're probably forgetting the fact though that she is just twenty. Like I think stardom has obviously shifted to that. You know, we've talked a lot about the new tag formula, but I think the the idea there is that these women will wrestle longer. You're not going to have a host of retirements every year anymore, and that maybe they see Momo's push coming further away than they do Tami because obviously you know Tami's older and so is Sai Kamatani so I feel like maybe they're just kind of like okay yeah we're going to push Momo eventually so maybe that's it and she still has time to grow as well as a performer so maybe she will get there and but maybe it's so what you're saying what you're saying is that she is not Hiroki Goto but rather Sonata you know how much I love comparing Joshi wrestlers to Sonata to Piss off my friends. She is the Sonata. <laughs> how could you say that? Like, how would you physically no, say that without getting sick? The, like, how no, could you the, possibly the thing, let that leave your mouth? I forget what take, like, who had the take, but somebody was like, during, after the G1 final, they're like, Sonata is like the fourth youngest heavyweight in the company. So him, like, not being in the main event doesn't mean anything because in a few years he's going to be in the main event, whether you like it or not. Um, and mm-hmm. that's more so where I'm coming with it. I'm not saying that she's anything like Sonata, uh, because obviously, but, um, and that's <laughs> coming from me as a Sonata person. Momo is like a million times better than, than Sonata. And I like Sonata, but that's besides the point. Um, but just the fact that it's like, yeah, it could be that it's like, oh, well, yeah, we're getting Naito versus Ibushi or whatever, but that's because Sonata is still like 30 years old and those two were 38 you gotta use up their star power while you can. You know, like that's the that's the thought process on that in New Japan. And I think that it could be a similar way of thinking here, where it's like, oh, Tommy and, and Sai are like twenty two, twenty three, Momo's still twenty. Um, like we can we can wait a couple years. And I hope they don't wait too long, but that could definitely be a, a thought process of theirs. Yeah, that's it. Um, I think another person that he singled out was Azumi. So he was saying that she could, she has that kind of excitement factor that could bring in new fans, especially young female fans, which all Joshi promotions really seem to be going after. Um, which I think is is a big feather in Azumi's cap because obviously she is a prodigy and she is kind of a very exciting talent. But we have, I think we've done like 20 minutes <laughs> on just that interview alone. <laughs> um, oh yeah, Milano had a lot to say. I have a lot to say about Milano. It sucks because I, really I really love Milano as a wrestler. Well, yeah. But his takes are, you know, kind of piss poor. I mean, they're not because I love, I love Queen's Quest and he loves Queen's Quest. So it's like there's a mutual, there's a common ground there. But it's just, I don't, I don't know how I feel about all that. But yeah, let's, let's okay. continue. Yeah, um, I just I think it's always interesting to get a look into the side of Joshi that we never really see, which is somebody like Milano doing an interview and putting thoughts out there publicly that maybe we could have thought that Stardom were thinking, but now we know. So, you know, like Utami being kind of the, the new ace, we now know that that's something that's in their mind. 
Um, but yeah, let's move on to the news before we uh, descend further into that interview. Um, uh, so uh, Lady C is making her debut at the uh, next Cork and Hall show, which is on the fifth, the fourteenth. Uh, she's wrestling Saida. Uh, the basis of this match is that Saida is small, while Lady C is very tall. Um, this is base. This is very WWE of them, but it's it's great because it's it's starting. I mean, it, so, you know. it makes sense. Like you know, it's it not does. like it like it, like I, I don't think that they would be able to spin it any other way when Lady C has no real character and Saida's character is her being a small woman who is gorilla like in that she beats the fuck out of people. Um so it's like I don't think there's any other direction to go. Um I'm gonna be really upset if on the way to her future title match Saida gets squashed by <laughs> by a hundred and sixty nine uh centimeter human being. Um I, f- I forget what the you know Imperial measurements are so that's why I just said 160. Pretty sure she's um, five foot eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's around it. Um, she's almost as tall as me. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, it, I if if Saya loses, that's gonna be really depressing. <laughs> like just just honestly. I mean, she could. Like Stardom's weird sometimes. Like, oh I remember yeah. Leo on his acne was taking falls for like Saya Kamatani a month after Saya Kamatani debuted, and it was like that's a bit of a middle finger Dude, to you okay i was um like obviously another tangent because of course um i i have leo's theme song in my like big ass playlist on spotify and it started playing and like i almost started crying because i was like i miss leo onosaki she was so good she was born to beat you guys come on why couldn't she stay and yeah that was that was my um that was one of my existential crises crises yesterday it's fair, okay. Um, yeah, that's that's Lady C's debut. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how she wrestles. I'm not sure what to expect from her, to be honest, because I feel like she's the first trainee that's graduated since Kagetsu. So, you know, she's going to be very different to, you know, the Utamis and the Saiyas of the world. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of graduate Stardom is putting out now. Um, yeah. and also what action she goes into because obviously that's up in the air for the time being. Yeah, that that sort of scares me, especially you know, like yeah, because you know, Kagetsu produced Kamatani and Utami, who, as Milano said, were two of the biggest naturals in the company. Um, I wonder. Obviously, they have natural charisma, but I wonder why. Um, because <laughs> you know, I have I have to I have to put over. Kagetsu every every podcast, you know this. Hoshino um, was trained in part by Nakano though, so you can't really you can't skimp out on Tam's influence there. No Hoshino, sorry, Sai Kamatani. Yeah, but that's like Tam trained Sai Kamatani first before Kagetsu did. No, so, what know. wasn't Onita in charge of training? Is he? I'm pretty sure. Sai Kamatani had the same trainer as Megumi Kudo, is what you're telling me. Oh no, she didn't. Megumi Kudo was an FMW graduate. I'm so stupid. Yeah, FM. Oh, Megumi Kudo graduated AJW. Oh, yes. Um, she has true. the same trainer as. Wait, no, she doesn't, because then, because then Megumi Kudo started training in 1991. So any or not 1991, 1990, like two months after she got there. So no, but no woman like got trained by Onita. Whatever. Um. So maybe Sai Kamatai is the first woman to ever get trained by Onita, other than Miwasato. 
Um, that'd be pretty funny. But anyway, uh, yeah, Kagetsu rules. She's a great trainer. But I'm worried about Lady C because obviously it's going to be a different training formula. She's going to be a different wrestler. She's going to be very different. Um, and also, small thing, uh, Sunny, apparently, I never found the tweet, but I saw like a screenshot of it, which means that who fucking knows? Um, apparently, Mayu never had a trainee like that was like I, I looked it up and she said it in a shoe pro interview that's like, oh yeah, I've been I've been training somebody who is far for like she said it, she said it in an interview. I just I guess that it wasn't maybe it was translated weirdly. I don't know. Um, so yeah, apparently that never happened. So this is a stardom graduate through and through, um, likely by Milano more than anybody. And that is kind of worrying because, you know, it's definitely a difference between, you know, Milano's training and Kagetsu's training and Io's training and obviously Fuka's training. Uh, so we will, we have to wait and see. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting anyway to see. I, I doubt it'll be bad, but it'll be, uh, I don't know, maybe it should be more of a fundamentals and basics kind of rookie than a forearms and drop kicks. Who knows? Uh, anyway. On from Lady C, um, we talked we talked about this a little bit in the last episode because basically we recorded that on the Monday and then the Tuesday this news came out. But basically, uh, Takumi Roha is uh, she suffered a pretty bad knee injury, so she's it's going to take ten months just to heal her injuries. So likely won't see a wrestler for, for at least a year, uh, which sucks. And it's it's probably going to throw a spanner in the works for Stardom, given that they are. Working with Marvelous, you'd assume still, given that there's you know a few open-ended invitations already sent out between the two companies. So yeah, Takumi, uh, she's out for a while, so she won't be featured, uh, which is a big loss to Stardom because I feel like having Takumi just be able to come in uh, and you know have these high-profile matches has been a godsend to them. Like she really carried two straight Cork and Hall shows for them. Um, so they'll definitely miss her there. Yeah. They miss her talent, you know. She really showed up and had two, like three, or hell, three match of the year candidates, and then just, you know, got injured. Um, so it's it's you know it's a it's a definitely like a a testament to the quality of worker that Takumi Aroa is that she literally every time she was in stardom, it was a match of the year candidate. Um and in the in the Seth Rollins way of thinking, she you know hurt her knee from carrying Joshi wrestling on her back alongside my, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know. I, I I I hope to see her back as soon as possible. Obviously, it's going to be a long time, regardless. But she really is a one of a kind talent, and I think that she's awesome. And I can't praise her enough. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So we just we we wish best for Takumi. Um. And with that, we should get on to the review. Speaking of uh, Takumi saving Korkin, she was not around to save this Korkin. Uh, nope. This drew 472 fans, which is a pretty good number. Uh, the opener, the very interesting opener, saw Rina beat Goki Gendeth, Hina, Ruaka, and Saki Kashima. Uh, Rina pinned Hina thanks to help from Saki Kashima. So... Uh, they very quickly laid some foundations there where uh, they she just started working with Uedotai and then they walked away hand in hand. 
and stars was confused they were like what what's happened to they've they've kidnapped our our young rookie <laughs> no comments <laughs> okay um this was uh Ruaka's comeback match uh she oh, wait, has yes yes comment yes comment um i i love Ruaka <laughs> and i'm happy to see her back yeah I, I forgot <laughs> yeah sorry Oh yeah, I'm happy uh, yeah. to see Rock back with her cool hair. Um, I, I still I still laugh at, at she had like an eye surgery thing, and she's like, "It's nice to see y'all again," because that that made me laugh. Uh, that was like a month ago, but you know, I I have to hold on to the to the things that are you know keeping me going, and and that was one of them because that joke was fucking funny. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to see her back. Go on. Um, yeah, she was she was pretty solid. Uh, I was going to mention her hair, but then you did anyway. Um. The next match. Oh yeah, so next match was a uh, goddess of stardom tag league action. Uh, Dream H of Mina Shirakawa and Tam Nakano beat Wingori of Hanan and Saeeda. Uh, this was nothing to write home about. This is a fairly standard tag match. It was surprising in the fact that Hanan and Ida actually did the the heat segment. They just beat up on Tam for a while, which is I wasn't expecting, but you know, they did the trick. And then yeah, uh, Tam beat Hanan. I, I think. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a it was a nice like you know change of pace, but it wasn't anything special. And that's coming from somebody who really likes like at least half of these women, if not all of them. Uh, mm. you know, yeah. So it's it was a nice change of pace. It wasn't too great, but it was it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Um, from fine on to fun. Uh, the Queen's Quest duo of Momo Watanabe and Utami Hayashita teamed with Riho against the Uedo Tai team of B Priestley, Konami, and Natsuko Tora. Uedo uh, Tai lost by disqualification because that's all they seem to do these days, but this was a really fun match, I thought. I don't know if you watched it, but it, I thought like yeah. building it around uh, B and Momo was a good idea because they have pretty good chemistry together. I think Momo Sorry, B does her best work with Momo, and I think Riho gels incredibly well with Momo and Utami. So even though this ended in a DQ, it was still a fun match, and I think everybody looked good. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's sort of my same sentiment. Uh, I thought that it was a really solid match. The pacing was really, really good. I think that it was probably the way that you should be pacing on a Wado time match, because... Um, with Oedo Tai, there's a lot like it. Oedo Tai is fundamentally heat nowadays. So if you just like give it a lot of heat for like a few minutes and then just go crazy for the rest of it, that's great. Um, instead of you know heat until the like two minute closing stretch, you want that closing stretch to be a lot longer. You want the comeback to be bigger. You know, like that's what you want out of an Oedo Tai match, and they did it here. It was pretty fun. Um, I would say even beat did really good. Um, in the ring, I thought that she was really like she wasn't enjoyable. Like you said, she, her and Momo work very well together. Um, even though I'm sort of getting sick of seeing her and Momo over and over, not not over and over again, but I feel like uh, Momo sort of like and we we it sort of makes sense because Momo doesn't really have anything else to do from the sounds of it. But it feels like we're just seeing uh, Momo get visually beat by a Wado tie like every show. Um, if she's not losing to DDM. I'm pretty sure Momo had the visual pin, though, 
on B at one point. Well, yeah, but you you get you get what I mean. Like the kind the of. visual loss, I mean, like like if if somebody gets DQ'd, then the then the person who won lost because they got beat up. Like that's that's how how it works. And uh, speaking of that, I I did the math, I did some numbers, and um, nine of the last thirty Natsuko Tora matches ended in a DQ. So that's Jeez. one third. Um, for a company that had two DQs last year, that's a fucking lot. Yeah, that's that's not even counting. That's not even counting like Saki singles matches, which she got DQ'd a couple times. Or that's not counting, you know, uh, uh, tag matches without Mm -hmm. Saki in it. That's just Natsuko. So I don't know. I'm I'm I've been waiting for Oedotai to like uh to sing me a different song, so to speak, for a while. And it's like this was an enjoyable version. Like it was a nice remix of the exact same fucking thing. And doesn't don't get me wrong, it was enjoyable. Like I, I enjoyed the match, but it's like at a certain point it's like, okay what else? You know. Also, weird weird thing. Um Oedotai still does fan appeal spots, which is kind of weird considering like their entire thing is like being isolationists, like uh we don't we don't talk to people we don't do like like Natsuko Tora did the, the um, big boots, and she, you know, did the hey, hey, and everybody started to get everybody clapping with her. And I'm just like, okay, that's like one of, like, I don't, it, I don't know, it was just a weird like, little thing that's like, y'all are going so deep into this, like, oh, we're we're the bad guys, nobody should ever like us, and then you do the fan appeal spots, and it's like, I get that, like, that's just how wrestling works, but it's like, still kind of, kind of odd, but yeah, that's it. Good, good match. Um, uh, remix to the same song. Um, yeah, you, you kind of mentioned the want of something different from Wido Tie, and I think hopefully what happened post-match might give us something different. Uh, after the match, Natsuko Tora welcomed Rina into a Wido Tie. Um, this isn't like a seismic shift or anything. Like, Rina changing faction doesn't mean a whole lot, given she's still like 40 and, you know, she's not going to win the red belt anytime soon. But I think what she does is she gives a Wido Tie somebody who can take pins which they haven't had since Natsu kind of left with injury so maybe now we'll see a way to time move away from the DQs and you'll just have Rina there to take pinfalls two or three can just you know get wins on occasion in trios matches Uh, I think they were kind of you know handcuffed for a little bit having just the core four whereas now they have some you, know, you have Rena there who can just lose and it won't hurt her at all and it won't hurt the group. So I think hopefully we start to see them just, you know, start to win matches and lose matches like a normal faction uh, because now they have somebody who can take pins and somebody who can, you know, tag with somebody and then free up three people to have a trios match. They could win, but, you know, who knows? They'll probably still just keep getting disqualified. Who knows? Yeah, you you have a lot of a lot of hope that I do not. But yeah, it was a fun match. Uh, like you said, Rio and Queen's Quest worked really really well together. Uh, that was really fun to see. And yeah, yeah, that's that's enough. Nobody ever needs to talk about a way to tie for that long. Um, on to the next match then, the Future of Stardom title match between Micah and Saya Kamatani. Uh, Micah defended her title, so she got her win back over Saya. Um, as most people 
remember Saya pinned Micah at Yokohama Cinderella off the Phoenix Splash to retain the belts. So Micah kind of gets her win back here. Um, it's obviously these two are going to be like big rivals for many years to come. Like I feel like these are going to World of Stardom title match someday. So it's kind of good to keep them even enough in kind of terms of who's taking the pinfalls. And the match itself was quite good, I think. You know, Sai Kamatani still has a ways to go, but holy crap, is Micah just an absolute prodigy? You know, like she just gets wrestling on such a high level. I'm so impressed by Micah every time I see her now. Um, and I think, you know, they, they had a good match in the middle of what was an enjoyable show. Uh, yeah, I was in the middle of eating some Wendy's at this point while I was watching it, so I didn't really take any notes, uh, but it was a good match. Uh they started with a really fun stare off, like I don't know, like like I like a good stare off, and they just like they hit that stare off better than Rock and Hogan. Like I don't know, it just looked really good. It was just like a really cool, like I don't know. I'm I'm a, I'm a sucker for like tropes like that. Um, also, at one point, Saya hit a goddamn running shooter star, shoot shooter star, a running shooting star, <laughs> and she missed completely. Like her head barely like touched Micah, and she's gonna pin her. And she's like. I can't just pin her. So she stomped on her and let you go for the pin. And she, she kicked out, obviously. But I, I found that really funny. Um, like she, she was about to pin her and she's like, I should do something else. She just stomps and then goes for the pin. Um, and yeah, it, it yeah, was a good match. The confidence of Saya to keep doing that move, even though she barely ever hits it properly. <laughs> like, I want that confidence. See, see, and that's the thing, is that like Saya, she can do any move. <laughs> like she could do all the moves like and it's really weird like they might not always be the prettiest but she can do anything and it's kind of insane like she did the the moonsault thing from the from the apron and i was just like i feel like i haven't seen that move in so long like somebody like jump out to the apron and do the moons like i don't know it was just like just small things that it's like saya could really do anything um micah is great like i don't think i have to talk too much about how great she is because she's just simply really really good and after the match tell them what happened so uh the green-haired ida saya gori chan came out and said micah i want your belt and she probably fired her chest because that's what she does and uh she yeah did. micah accepted did she not okay i just kind of assumed she no what what, what happened was um saya like, she, like, pushed her, and Mike was like, I just want a match, can you show the fuck out? Um, and then, instead of, like, shaking hands or anything, like, Saya said something, like, really, really briefly, and instead of shaking hands, she, Saya put her fist out, and Mike was like, I guess I'll fist bump you, okay. Oh, like, yeah, that was so now. odd, I was like, alright, like, 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 what? <laughs> Mike, or, um, Ida's, Ida's carving her own path, you know what I mean? Uh, fuck, fuck handshakes, we're gonna gonna fist bump now whenever we're, we're challenged for a belt um and yeah i i, I i'm excited because obviously uh moon child's my girl and yeah uh i don't know i doubt she's I doubt, I doubt she wins but she's probably the only person i could see taking the belt off of micah so it's possible um a bit maybe a bit more possible in my head canon than in reality mm -hmm. but i think i think it's possible and i'm excited for the match because you know they're opening Sendai Cinderella. Like, they're the actual opener. So, it's an possible. interesting spot. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about Sendai Cinderella more next week, though. That's a, it's a loaded show. Can't wait to talk about that one. Uh, 
Also, I can't wait to talk about this match. Uh, Donna Del Mondo, Natsupoi, and Siri, they beat Mayu Utani and Starlight Kid. Uh, I had predicted Natsupoi was going to win this and she'd make a title match, uh, but it was actually Siri beat Starlight Kid and then she asked for a title match. So Siri, uh, she called out B Priestley after the win. I think she debuted a new submission as well. It looked pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, she basically was like, yo, I've signed full-time for Stardom now. Probably should have done that in the news. Uh, yeah, Siri signed uh, full-time with Stardom, so no more freelance Siri. Um, but yeah, Siri, she won the match, and then she challenged B Priestley to a match, and then that was later confirmed to be an SWA title match at Sendai Cinderella. Uh, this was a good match. Both teams are pretty good. All four women are very talented. Like, I quite enjoyed this. I also did. Um, I have a few notes uh, that I'd like to I'd like to mention. Uh, oh, fun. Uh, Nat- Natsumi Maki, she has a really bad memory because uh, she doesn't know who the fuck Starlight Kid is when she teamed with her for a year. I like she's like, oh, is that a tiger, a cat? I, I- I've never seen you before, and it's like y'all were a tag team. Like you- I'm pretty sure you were in tag league together. Like this, like. What like okay like I don't don't like you know I don't know I'm I'm not one to to make fun of people's bad long term memory but it's kind of sus bro um and <laughs> uh also like you said um Sherry won with a dragon sleeper uh beautiful dragon sleeper and my only note is every time I see a dragon sleeper I simply think about how much better it is than Sonata's. So, so yeah. Um, other than that, you know, like, uh, obviously, I, th- I think that MK Sisters should have happened a million years ago because I feel like Kid has been doing her absolute best work outside of her stuff with Azumi with Mayu. Um, there's no doubt about it. Uh, her her five-star was really, really good regardless, but I feel like she is at her best when she's either ta- teaming with Azumi, teaming with Mayu, against Mayu, or against Azumi. Um, and if she could just do that, she's she's goaded. Like she's amazing. I think that that uh, Starlight Kid gets so much out of the MK sisters. I think Mayu also gets a lot of the MK sisters because it's a bit of a like she's she's less of the she does she doesn't get she isn't the one getting heat on her. Um, whereas you know she's usually the the smaller person of a tag team of a babyface tag team. Want to do the and we're back. Um, nah, I'll, I'll cut it artificially and make it sound good. Okay, um, I was about to say. Oh yeah, um, so Shuri signed with, with the company, which is the big news. Um, her signing bonus is, of course, putting over Brie Priestley, because that's what it, that's, 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 it's a fucked up world, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, it's kind of weird chance. wrestling for a fucked up world. Indeed. Oh, dude, he, he came back and that was so dope. Like, he, he, uh, he's he's i love him uh, he being uh, mao yeah 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 mao um i love him he's great so great yeah people won't um, realize why we referenced him but like on the on the cut episode that we did the really badly edit uh recorded one uh, we had to cut out a reference to mao's catchphrase fucked up wrestling for a fucked up world so that is why he is now our uh, official male wrestler of the podcast so we we talk about mao sometimes cuz he's he's cool yeah uh yeah I, I use I say that all the time because it's a fucked up world, guys. Um, but yeah, it's kind of weird uh, that Shuri is like shows up and she's like, "I've made a connection with B 
Priestley, and I was like, have you ever wrestled Pete Priestley? Um, yes. And <laughs> they did? When? Because I don't remember it. They were paired off in the uh, the four-on-four DDM versus Zoedo tie draw at the last Gorkin. They were oh. like, the last ten minutes was just them beating each other up, so I knew they'd wrestle eventually. Oh. Yeah, I didn't watch that match. You know, for my for my own mental health. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. It's kind of weird. It's kind of sus. It's kind of not fun. Um, but I'm sure it'll be a fine match. Shuri is a really good wrestler. Um, I'm going to miss her being the, you know, unofficial uh, fifth member of Max Voltage. But, you know... It is what it is, as I as I like to say. Yeah, it's definitely like a loss to the non-stardom companies, but you know, I guess stardom doesn't care these days. So, um, on to the main event then. Uh, Julia defended the Wonder of Stardom title match against Hamika. Uh, Julia won the match, and afterwards they all made up. And then Julia challenged Konami to a match at Sendai Cinderella. Ooh. Yay. No, no, <laughs> our, no our... comment. No comment. Yeah, this, this match was like, it was one of those Julia matches where she picks a body part and goes a bit more technical, and it it's not very good. She did mix in the occasional um like shoot headbutt and throwing her own hands, which is her best stuff. But it was mostly a boring Julia that we got here, and Hamika didn't really bring much to the match either. It was still like a, a good main event. I still like I didn't hate it, but I feel like. As Dylan has said before, you're going from like Mayu tiny main events and just Mayu being one of the best in the world to these like three and a half star Julia main events where you're kind of like, yeah, it was it was good, I guess, but it, like it probably wasn't even the strongest match on the card. Um, the most important part really is that uh, Konami challenged. Well, Konami didn't challenge Julia. Challenged Konami after the match, so they're gonna wrestle at Sendai Cinderella, which is quite an interesting match. I feel like. Julia's probably going to win because they're one and one in their feud. Uh, so Julia's kind of repeating the Tam thing. But uh, I just kind of hope that Konami can get over even in defeat in that one. But yeah, I, you don't you don't have thoughts on this match, do you? Really? Not really. Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, you know, main event last month or last time was Takumi versus Mayu. Uh, arguably match of the year, regardless of like company. Uh, and next month, or not next month, but you know, next time is gonna be Utami and Mayu. Which Utami said that after the Takumi match, hey, you see what you just did here? I want to have a better match than you, bitch. So that like, so I assume that's gonna be a good match. Um, if it isn't, then that's an issue. Um, because that sort of has to be a good match. Because if it's not, then something's wrong <laughs> you know um <laughs> but so this being in the middle of it is not ideal uh and yeah um i love jumbo uh julia i have nothing against but i just didn't it's it's a it's a weird predicament they're in because it's like uh, i don't know what i would do differently but like i don't know it's just, I, I i don't feel it uh Everything everything with the white belt I just haven't been interested in very much. 
And I kind of hate that because it's like, again, I don't have anything against Julia. It's just like, since Arisa dropped it, it's just felt like it's gone down in value insanely. You know, like not even like Julia's fault, not even Tam's fault, not even Jumbo's fault here. It just feels like it's far less important, even though it's supposed to feel more important than it used to. And I don't know why, but that's just how I feel. And this match did not help me to feel like it is a belt on par with the red belt. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, other than that, not really have a not really have a comment on it. I'm upset that they didn't do the spot that I wanted to do, where Jumbo would go for the concussion bomb, considering that's what they built the match around. Uh, she didn't really like. There was not like I don't know. I mean, she well. Uh, yeah, I mean. Still, yeah. You, yeah, I mean, I don't want to dive too deep into them, but you made a few good points there. Like, I don't think a white belt feels as prestigious as it did, but going from an all-timer in Arisa Husky to Julia was always going to be a big act to follow. So, like, Julia, star power-wise and booking-wise, is probably on a similar level in terms of, like, prestige herself, but I definitely don't think she's dragged the belt up with her in a way that Arisa did. Or that like Momo it's... did before her. Like there's a there's a really high bar for the Wonder Stardom title that yeah. Julia isn't able to meet just because she isn't one of the best wrestlers in the company and she isn't an all timer like Arisa and she isn't Io Shirai who had it before that, you know? So it's just a hard yeah. like that, that's what to. I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say is that it's like since I've been watching, um and a little bit before I guess, uh it was Io Shirai who you know, say what you want about her being the third best member of Freedom, which is true. Um, she is a all-time wrestler. Like, I think that she's one of the best. Like, even if she isn't the best, she is up there. I don't think people give her enough respect after the whole NXT thing. Like, I feel like people have sort of uh, dropped her when it's like she's still, she's one of the best. And she had one of the best reigns um, as Wonder of Stardom champion. And she lost it to to uh, Momo, who had one of the best runs, one of the best championship runs of all time, like one of my favorite championship runs of all time in wrestling. Like that, her championship run was so fucking good. And then she lost to Arisa, who is the like she she will go down as the greatest wrestler to never like truly like like win a top championship. You know, to never like get to that level, I guess. Um, even though I believe that she was on that level, she was past that level for most of her tenure. And then after that, it went to Julia. And that is such a big spot to fill. And expecting her to fill it is absolutely ludicrous. That's why I'm saying it's like, I don't know what I would do in their position. Because there's not really anything you could do. Because it's not her fault. It's not the company's fault, even. It's just the the predicament we're in. That's like, these shoes... These these boots are too big to fill, and that's not saying that that Julia's feet ain't big. You know what I mean? Like she's she's great, but it's just it's it's a difficult predicament. And yeah, I guess that's a, probably where we should leave it because we can go into this rabbit hole forever. Yes, yeah, we could. Um, it's the Corican uh, show, so we have another show to review. Then it was the. Uh... November 3rd show at Shinkiba First Ring. This was kind of uh, mostly a tag league show. 
Um, I watched all of this. They uploaded a lot of it today. The only real match worth checking out is the main event, and I think the opener was fun, and I'll explain why later. Um, the sellout, uh, 140 fans, given COVID restrictions, uh, sold out weeks ago. Um, the opener was uh, Rina beating Azami, Natsupoy, and Raka, so Rina pinned Raka. Uh, the reason this was a good match, though, is that it was kind of a mini singles match between Azami and Natsupoy. They really got me excited to see their inevitable high-speed championship match because they worked really well together. Like They were just really, really fun whenever they got to do anything with each other. And then like Rina just kind of came in and stole the win in a way to tie fashion. Like she didn't do a lot. Um, Raka did a few bits again. She looked solid, but it was definitely like Azumi and Natsupoy going at it that made this an enjoyable match to me because they're just two of my favorites in stardom. I guess they're just, they're really good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it cause you know, my wifi is out, but I assume that was really, really good because Natsumi Maki. I refuse to call her Natsupoi. I hope everybody knows that. she Her name is Natsumi Maki, or it's Poi. Can't be both. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but her and her and Azumi work really, really well together. We saw that a couple months, or when she first debuted. And yeah, um, Rina stole it. Uh, something, a, a, a common theme of this show is that the results were all very bad. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like not all really bad the the last result was pretty fun uh but i remember saying it's like oh this is my nightmare card and then like i didn't watch it so i'm I, I sh- i'm sure it's fine but just like on paper i hate everything about the show <laughs> um so yeah uh but rena winning is you know is what it is i mean good for her I feel I don't really know why they're giving her these wins. I feel like it's maybe just for some momentum before she turns into the loser of a way to tie. Maybe she's gonna have a challenge at the future belt. But I don't know. I feel like she's never. Hey, I, I've won been that. saying. I've been saying. I think the twins should challenge at the future belt uh, every once in a while and like make it look like they could actually win it. Uh, you know, like like. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's unfair for Rina to roll up Tam Nakano one time and then Tam Nakano to destroy her seven more times and it would it wouldn't do anything bad to Tam. It would only increase Rena's like like oh Rena has pinned somebody before. That's insane. And then Tam could beat her another million times and then Tam's then it's like, oh well, you know, Rena beat her once. Like Tam is still Tam, but Rena is like, hey, but I won't beat her once, right? You know, like I feel like that's something that could happen. Maybe not Rena and Tam specifically, because Tam is Tam, but I feel like that's something that they can they can use sometimes to make a future title defense feel a bit more like special. And they did that a bit with with Ida, where it's like, oh, she's been winning a couple matches. Obviously, she's been losing Tagli, but she won against um against Natsu Samiria. You know, she's she's been winning a few matches. Won against Hannon, and yeah, like and it's building up. I think that the twins could do that too. I don't think it's unreasonable for them, even though they're young. I think that they are uh, growing at a a fast pace like as wrestlers and i think that them challenging for the future belt is not uh offensive in any way i can tangent about anything alex i don't think you understand <laughs> yeah you you really are impressive <laughs> like i have no idea 
to just stop bringing up topics so that you'd never have a chance to go anywhere. <laughs> um, then we simply would not have a podcast. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> um, right, uh, these these next few matches just weren't anything to write home about, so I'm just going to run through the results. Um, so Sai Kamatani and Utami Hayashishta, they beat Hina and Momo Watanabe. Uh, in Tag League action, uh, beat Priestley and Konami, beat Hanan and Saeeda. Another Tag League match, Natsuko Tora and Saki Kashima beat Gokigan Death and Riho. I would like to mention this match had big Toriyano energy. At one point, uh, Death and Riho tied Natsuko Tora up outside the ring with her chain and locked Saki Kashima in a room and tried to get a countout win, which was pretty great. Uh, it didn't work out, obviously, since they lost, but I thought that was like the best thing I saw on the show. Um, the next match was another tag league match. Uh, Julia and Micah beat Mina Shirakawa and Tam. This wasn't very good. Uh, they built to like Tam and Julia tagging in and going at it, but then they were doing these forearms that just there was no sound off the forearms. You know, when people hit forearms and there's just no sound, yeah. and you just kind of go, oh, it's a bit disappointing. That was just their entire exchange. So um, it didn't lift the match at all. I do want to. Um, I was waiting for the Tam and Julia match. Sorry. Small tangent here, but it's funny. Don't worry. Oh, for fuck's sake. On Twitter. <laughs> When this match, I don't know if this match was announced or what, but Julia was talking about it. It's like, oh, so I'm facing Tam and her friend. I I hear Tam's kind of a pervert now. And then Tam's like, what? I am no such thing. And then Julia has a screenshot of Tam, like, you know, touching Mina's boobs. And she's like, you sure about that? And then Tam's like, well, I mean, maybe, but. You're the one who screenshotted it, you pervert. And I, I found that exchange so funny. Because Sam's like, like, oh, well, you screenshotted it. So obviously we are both perverts. Gotcha. And that was the entire build-up to this match. That, that is legendary, to be honest. That, yeah. that has raised this match up a, a lot in my estimations. This was a great match now. Yeah, I... I <laughs> I found that so fucking funny because it's like because Julia Julia that's one thing is Julia is the master of the this you you know it's like oh is this you this you <laughs> yes like you, 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 you did it to a fan and she, he yeah, was like dude. a reply guy to a porn yeah. star and she was like this you dude and he was he did yeah, he like, delete his account like, yeah yeah she was like dude you're you're nasty as fuck look at you like you're 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 watching porn on Twitter you weirdo and that was like and then he deleted his account because Julia will this you you to hell that's hard to say um but so yeah she tried to pull that with tam and then tam's like i don't know about i don't, I don't know about all that but like you're the one who screenshotted mina's boobs bro and yeah that was fucking hilarious um and yeah i didn't see this match so i just that's that's my entire comment on that <laughs> fair uh, the main event then of this show was another tag league match. Uh, Mayu Utani and Starlight Kid beat Hamika and Suri. Uh, Starlight Kid pinned Hamika with the Momo Latch. Uh, the Stardom Twitter account called it the Momo Rachi, but I couldn't find it anywhere on Twitter under that name. Most people call it the Momo Latch, so I don't know which one it is. But yeah, Starlight Kid pulled out a pin that hasn't been seen since. Uh, the goat Momo Nakanishi of AJW fame. And that was pretty cool. Uh, this was a great match, though, I thought. It was a really, really good match. I think, like, Hemika and Siri are obviously quite good. And as you said earlier, like, 
the MK sisters are just untouchable at the moment. Like they're really, really good for each other. I like yes. they just work so well together, no matter who they're against. Um, and this was a, you know, big win for Starlight Kid to get. You know, pinning Hamika is a pretty big deal. You know? Yeah. It it also it also gave her the the opening to a high speed uh like consistent a consistent uh you know flash pin is always something that a younger wrestler wants because it makes them can it makes them able to pin anybody at any time uh like we see here you know kid she had the keychan bomb which is the you know code red um and that was a that's a good move but it wasn't going to win her a high speed belt it wasn't going to win her a lot of matches in the five star because that's a bit above her weight um and she that's just not how how that really works so the the momo latch her being able to use that if she continues to use it will be very very instrumental in her progress as a wrestler and as a character at least um to you know possibly win bigger matches uh, this is the first of possibly many and i'm really excited for it like i said i think starlight kids um really really killing it really lately and i'm really happy to see that she's been killing it um because i always was the azumi guy i always said oh azumi's better than starlight kid starlight kid's kind of overrated um and now i feel like it is a lot more even and i think it's a lot more like oh well they are both like in the running for you know best young talent and i think that's really really great because i think them being at the same level is always a good um even though azumi is my favorite wrestler i think that start that kid is really getting up there and i'm really happy that that's the case yes um had done something here for tag league so that's that show those are the two shows that we have to uh, review uh there's two shows this weekend that are going to uh, conclude the tag league and we will get into that later i did one of those nerdy spreadsheet things where i uh, calculated the uh and the points that people got for their team so like if you took a pin you did negative one if you're on the losing team you did negative 0.5 if you won the match you get a one and if you were on the winning team you get 0.5 if that makes sense to you dylan it makes sense but you are so lame <laughs> I know. Look, Ireland is like halfway through a, a six-week lockdown. I have fuck all to do, okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, I did one of those, and Azumi is actually one of the... She's tied for the top performers in Tag League at the moment, whereas uh, yeah, Starlight Kid is not. She is... Uh, her and Mayu have zero because they both won and lost the same amount of matches. Yeah, Azumi, Azumi's kicking ass. She's got 1.5. <laughs> That's not, uh, yeah. Uh, Azumi. It's just small uh, tag league, no. to be fair. <laughs> also, I feel like Azumi hasn't wrestled. <laughs> like, I feel like I haven't seen an Azumi match. I, I'm like, I'm. They have four matches in the tag league. They're they Are already you? are at four. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, yeah. I think, yeah it's I, over this weekend, Black. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot. Uh, but yeah, um, always good to see Azumi doing well. I missed her on the Korokan show. Uh, and I did not get to see the the Shinkaba show, so I'm 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 missing Azumi. I haven't watched her like two weeks. Kind of sucks. How tragic! How absolutely tragic! Anyway, uh, um... did you figure out the the actual numbers that are important to figure out who's in the finals? 
or who could be in the finals? Um, yes. Let me get that because I did Sorry, the else. thing. But the the important yeah, so... thing, the important thing. You're like, yeah, I'll find it. Give me a second. <laughs> I have the table. Don't don't worry. Don't worry. I have it. Um. So the red block. So. These blocks are so small, though. Like the teams that are tied to win red block have four points. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus. Yeah. So basically, the MK sisters are tied with Crazy Bloom at the top of the. I believe it's. I think it's the red block. I don't. I don't actually know because it has both colors here. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, this is the red block. So the teams that they're facing are in the blue block. Makes sense. So yeah. The teams tied at the top of the red block are MK Sisters and Crazy Bloom with four points. Uh, the thing there is that MK Sisters have one match left, but Crazy Bloom have two, so that could they could kind of turn it around. Uh, Fridayity have only one point, but they have two matches left. So I mean, conceivably, probably could still win, but I I doubt it. Like it's probably not going to happen. Uh, what's the name of this team? Oh yeah. Devil Duo, they have two points and two matches left, so they could win. Uh, Wingori are out, though. They have no points, and they've wrestled four times already, so they've only one match left. Wingori. This sucks. Uh, in the world. blue block, then, <laughs> the blue block, you're gonna, you're actually going to like this. Uh, Momoaz are on top with six points, so they have three wins and one defeat, but they have one match left. Uh, there's a big scramble then behind them, so Dream H... Uh, or grab the top and color me pop. I'll have four points. And let's see what is that the dream What's one match last left. Match? It's no idea. We'll figure it out. Sorry, <laughs> I feel like I'm missing a team here. Oh, the Black Widows. Yeah, I thought the Black Widows had more points, but anyway. Um, yeah, so the Black Widows are like bottom of the table because they have three points, but they have two matches left. So they have two matches. Color Me Pop has two matches, and Grab the Top has two matches. Like a few of these teams could tie, but I feel like they'll they'll avoid that anyway. Yeah, man. But, uh, this why these blocks they are do this? terrible. Yeah, like the blocks are bad because they're so small, but then because they're like one block keeps facing the other like the red block is like nobody has any points because they keep losing and then the blue block has like six points like it's so weirdly that's, mismatched that's weird yeah this is very extra it's not very necessary oh no it's very annoying yeah um uh, but yeah the the tag league is over this weekend uh we will preview these shows uh we'll try and maybe come up with a winner uh i really don't know who wins to be honest like i don't have a good feel for what they're gonna do but uh first show is on november 7th it's at shinkiba first ring the opener is hanan versus rena so uh hanan's gonna give her little sister a beating and uh hopefully if if rena um, wins i'm gonna be actually upset like <laughs> don't think they'd go that far <laughs> Like, like I mean, Hannah's maybe, got but... the theme song, bro. Like Ringstar. Like, no, like that's not that's not something to joke about. Like, this isn't something. This isn't a game, Rena. This isn't a fucking game. Okay, all right, relax. Um, 
The next match then is uh, Ruaka versus Saida versus Starlight Kid. I assume Kid will probably pin Ruaka. Just to get I think Ida probably pins Ruaka. Ida needs as many wins as fucking possible. Oh, That's true, yeah, because she's been future. pinned a lot in uh, Tag League. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the next match then is the uh, Queen's Quest team, Momo Watanabe, Azumi, and Hina against the Stars team of Mayu Iwatani, Tam Nakano, and Mina Shirakawa. Uh, I don't that's a, that's, that's a nice I change of pace. I feel like I, I mean, Stars seen is going to win. Stars. Yeah. But I haven't seen Queen's Quest versus Stars in a while. Um, it feels like. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of nice. It'll be fun to see Mayu and uh, Momo go at it again. I think that'll be interesting because they're always yeah, pretty good yeah. together. Um, I assume one of the Stars members will pin Hina because it just kind of makes the most sense to her take the pin there. Nah, Zumi's pinning Mayu. I don't think you. I don't think you understand. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. All right. That's that's just how it be. Sure thing. Um, the next match then is uh, this is our first tag league match of the show. Uh, Aphrodite wrestle Color Me Pop. Uh, I think Aphrodite will win because Color Me Pop have like two matches in hand in the block, and they're only two points behind Momoa's, so I feel like they'll lose here to keep the suspense going into the final show, and then I'll keep uh, Hayashishta and Kamatani alive as well, so that's probably the smartest result to go for there. Yeah, you know, Aphro- Aphrodite has a really dope name. <laughs> yes, you, you, have, uh, you have made that known quite a lot. Also, Color and Pop, I love them. I love them a lot. Um, they're great. Hopefully, they win the entire thing. Uh, they aren't going to, but you know that that would be nice. That'd be pretty cool. Um, the next match then is also tag league action. It's a uh, Devil Duo versus Up the Top. So that's uh, Natsuko Tora and Saki Kashima against Yuri and Himika. Just trying to get a read on this match. Uh, I feel like Devil Duo should win. Because that keeps the uh, tension going in the blue block. And I think it keeps Devil Duo alive in their block as well. So yeah, I assume Devil Duo get the win to kind of stay alive. Uh, no, and... I, I kind of feel I kind of feel like Devil Duo is probably going to get DQ'd in this one. That just seems like how, they, how that would play out. I'll put Grab the Top level with Momoa's at the top though. And I don't know if they want to have the two teams shoot out. Oh yeah, I for see, I this fucking format is so fucking stupid. Cause it's like I was thinking, it's like, oh well, if the last match for Momoa's is against Grab the Top, cause that's why I was like thinking for a second was, oh, like then that would make sense. It would be like a perfect mm-hmm. fitting, you know, between the two of them. But that's just not how that works. And this is just like it. Yeah, it's, like, it's I, pretty stupid. I love <laughs> how 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 do they make me hate a tournament? Like I am so ready to love every tournament I see. Love fucking tournaments, but this is just like so. Like I don't understand. I don't get any of it. Like there's like you can't even do like functional tournament math. It doesn't make fucking sense. Getting heated. It's been a stressful week, Alex. <laughs> I know. Um, <sighs> yeah, my prediction stays though. I think uh, I think Devil Duo win that match. Uh, in the main event, then. A crazy Bloom, which is Julia and Micah, will wrestle Black Widows, which is B Priestley and Konami. I think Priestley and Konami win here. Similar reason to the last one, it uh, it keeps 
Priestly and Konami alive in blue block, and then it keeps things level in red block because uh, Crazy Bloom have the same amount of points as MK Sisters, but they have one match in hand. So if they lose here, then it kind of goes into that one match shootout in the final on the final day. Um, so yeah, it kind of makes the most sense to me to have uh, Black Widows win here to kind of keep both teams, both blocks open. I... It's really confusing. <laughs> it's so confusing. Because <laughs> you're, you're looking it's... at like two tables trying to like go, all right, which one, which one, who can win, who's going to do it? And yeah, it's it's quite complex. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, plus on top of that, I always get more sedated in our preview section than I am in the preview section or in the review section. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like, on top of me just being calmer, I'm also now frustrated. So now I'm just silent. Like, <laughs> so... <laughs> That's not really good for a podcast, guys. Uh, so yeah, that's that's. Sorry if I'm if I'm not going into millions of tangents. I'm just annoyed. And I'm glad like, that you're not going why? into tangents. I I do not want the tangents to be quite honest. Yeah, so we are we are already over our hour. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, by by a little bit. Um, we've one show left to go though. We can do this. Uh, so the. Uh, November 8th show is uh, the Tag League Championship Decision Match. It is at the Eddie Onosaka Arena, number two. Uh, the opening match is Wingori versus Color Me Pop. Uh, I think Wingori gets their first win of the tournament here to eliminate Color Me Pop. I feel like that would make the most sense, is to kind of give them that big win, especially give Saida a big win, maybe have her pin, have her pin death. That would put a smile on my face. I'd be happy with that. Uh, that would make this all worth it if Saida gets a singular win. Uh, <laughs> boy, does she need it. She does, yeah. I, like she is tied on that spread on that stats thing I did. She, her, and Hannah are tied at like for the worst performance <laughs> because they both lost so many times. Um, yeah, so that's my prediction: is they will finally get some points on the final day. Uh, the next match then is uh, an all away to tie clash. It's uh, Devil Duo versus Black Widows. So this is quite an interesting match, I think. You have like the leader of away to tie, um, and Saki Kashima against basically the most push member of away to tie and the newest member who is is kind of booked strong. I don't know. I feel like right, you have right. to have the Black Widows win here. You you can't really have them lose to Baron Kashima. But oh man. But I want you could the, go to the... a draw, I guess, because Stardom does oh, lots of fuck draws lately. No, 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 they cannot go to a draw, Alex. There's one a show. There's one per show. There's one per show. We have to get it out of the way. Might as well be this oh, one. God. Adios mio. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even I don't even speak Spanish, but I'm just oh my god. <laughs> Do you think Tora and Kasuma win? I hope. You care. No, like I, I hope. hope. Like I, I like I'm always talking about how uh Natsuko needs more. I feel like I feel mm -hmm. like I feel that way about everybody who used to be in John because they've never gotten anything. Um and I feel like they all need more. Please don't go into like, it. Like, <laughs> please, please. <laughs> yeah, like it's I won't. But you know, it's just like can she at least beat her fucking her lackeys, please? Like 
is that too much to ask for? It it is. It is because you know one of them's a champion, one of them's challenging for a championship. But still, like this is just it's infuriating. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous booking because in, in no other company would you have the faction leader losing to like anybody. You know what I mean? But that's that's a way to tie for you. Um, I mean, in fucking in New Japan, they they needed the faction leader to lose to somebody, so they created a new fucking faction, and it sucks. Like <laughs> that's how they did it. Yeah, but that's but, New yeah. Japan is bad all the time. But yeah, um. So yeah, we were split there. I think Black Widows, you want double duo for your sanity. Uh, we'll have to wait and see who's right. Uh, the next match then is uh, Dream H versus Aphrodite. Um, actually not sure who is going to win this one, to be honest. I feel like Aphrodite has to win, because I feel like Dream H does not look good. Um, also, I'm calling them Dream H now because of your accent. It's Dream H. Uh what? Like, like I, I, I pronounced. Never mind. Um, okay. Because <laughs> you, like, you no, brought I, up my accent, and I was like, "What did I do? What did I say?" No, I, what's I, going I on? heard, I heard you said H instead of H, and oh. now I, pre- I don't know how to pronounce the letter H. And I'm <laughs> okay. confusing myself. But yeah, they have to lose because they just, uh, they, they don't win. Like, like if they beat the champions, I don't know how I feel about that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they say are that, like they have four points. So, two wins. Four points is not a lot. I feel like I feel like they've lost more than, so much. That's more. more than Aphrodite. It's I know, and it's really confusing. And they've lost two. Yeah, so Aphrodite can't lose again, even though they like to do that in Stardom, where their tag champions lose every single match of tag league, um, for no real reason. Sorry, I punched my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't. But oh. um, yeah. Aphrodite has to win here. I'm going to be like okay. really confused if they don't. This one's also going to a draw. I'm just predicting all draws from the rest of the show. <laughs> um, I am in pain. <laughs> I had a feeling. Um, the next match, then you'll like this match actually. Uh, it's Momoas versus MK Sisters. That should be pretty great. Yes, um, that's like the that's like the that's that and the prospect of. Ida winning a match are the only two things that will like save this god forbidden tournament. Um, yeah, god forbidden, god forsaken. God forsaken. <laughs> um, both teams we predict will be at the top of their table, so this will be like a loser is almost eliminated kind of scenario. And maybe we'll have, I don't know. Taking a Momo, no. Yeah, I genuinely don't know who wins. <laughs> I genuinely have no idea. Uh, probably MK sisters. Uh, that's just yeah. like I like I think uh Mayu probably uh taps Azumi out with the young girl killer. Um, yeah, you know the dragon. I think that actually set us up well because then if grab the top win the main event, that would have them go through, and the MK sisters. So maybe that's. The best path. Oh, is... and then yeah, because then the Starlight Kid and the Drumbo thing will be like re, you know, addressed. Yeah, that would be that would be smart. I think that would make sense. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the main event is a uh, Crazy Bloom versus Grab the Top and all DDM clash. So obviously it's in the main event. Well, not the main event, but it's the uh, highest uh, advertised match anyway. 
because the main event obviously can't be advertised since they don't know who's going to win. Anyway, yeah, so we think MK Sisters versus Grab the Top will be the Ag League final. Yeah, I think that's. I think that'd be fine. Um, from what you're saying, the the tag match was really, really good. I only saw bits and pieces of it. I thought it was really, really good. So I think them running that one back is a lot better than most of the ones that they could run back. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good way to end a, a mediocre tournament. Um, hopefully, hopefully last night like saves it from mediocrity because I think the last few matches sound really, really good. But I don't have a lot of hope in that one because this tournament has just not been very good. Yeah, it's been a lot of like fine, you know. It's been like okay, mm-hmm. and it definitely needs this uh, this end night to deliver. But I'm not sure how like how hard everyone will go, given it's just the the small Eddie Arena. But I'll have to wait and see. Um, and who do you think wins the week. tournament? Uh, who are the... It could I feel be... like it's MK Sisters because yeah. I don't think Tamika can have a fourth big loss in a row or a fifth think... at this stage. Wait, but you said who wins? Yeah, who wins the tournament? Yeah. Uh, well, so you see, because I... I'd assume Siri and Himika would lose the tag title match and then that'd be another loss for Himika. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the final. I was like, wait. Oh, no. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think MK Sisters because whoever. Cause... After the Milano thing, and obviously I'm putting a little bit too much, you know, pressure into the Milano thing. I think after the Milano thing, the Sendai main event is a lot more up in the air for me. Um, I thought Mayu was winning, like just completely, but mm-hmm. Milano saying, "Yeah, I want, I want, I want Otami to win everything," is a bit like, "Oh, wow, that's like now." Like, are you talking about like? We next can discuss week? that a bit like, more next week, though. <laughs> well, yes, but but whoever whoever wins that match. Is gonna lose the tag league match, or who's is gonna lose the tag title match? Um, so the MK sisters, if if Mayu loses the belt, I think that that we'll get into that next week. But I think that would be a good uh, you know, consolation prize is whoever loses that match ends up you know winning the tag league or winning the tag titles. And I still think Mayu wins the red belt match and then loses the te- whatever. We'll we'll talk about that when we talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to give that away. Um, but yeah, I think what I think they'll do is the MK sisters will win the tournament, and then in at Cork and on the fourteenth, it'll be them against Aphrodite for the belts, and then I feel like you could have Utami pin Mayu to retain and set up a like, oh crap, like Utami's beaten Mayu kind of thing. Um, so I think that's what they might do is so then because that's a pretty good match for Corkin, like that's probably sell well at Corkin. Then it plays into the build for Sendai Cinderella as well. So I'd probably go with the MK Sisters too, just to yeah. play into that build to buy you against uh, Tammy. And uh, as well as that, I just I don't think uh, Siri and Hamika should be losing title matches again, given. They both just lost big high profile title matches. Uh, Hamika and lost. One of them is probably going to w- lose another one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like they kind of lose quite frequently now in kind of title challenges. So I don't think you want to make that a habit, or else they kind of lose that sheen to them. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, so yeah, I think MK Sisters takes the dub, uh, and I think that's okay. a good 
a good fitting thing because, like we said, MK sisters. I think the MK sisters are the like the standouts from this tournament, um, which is actually pretty interesting because I think that Kid also. I feel like I've been praising Kid a lot this turn this this show because I think that Kid has really come around over the past couple months. I think that Kid also showed up in the five star and she's shown up in the tag league, and I think that the five star was also kind of weak in like just people who have impressed like greatly except for kid and i feel like this is very similar in that i feel like kid has shown up very very well um in comparison to some people who haven't shown up as well um mama wise eyes haven't really seen a lot of their tag league matches unfortunately because of just you know timing wise um but yeah i, I think kid winning a tournament is a good thing here because i think that that could really elevate her and my dog disagrees <laughs> um, yeah, I think less about Kid. I think this is the year of Mayu Iwatani, and I think having her win the tag league is is a solid cap on that year. Um, I'm pretty happy with our predictions. I we, I know we haven't paid the best attention to tag league as a podcast, which uh, we definitely could have done better with. But I just think it, this year it's just been such a such a bland, you know experience with a lot of okay matches and some good matches i think dedicating an entire show to it would have been so boring for a couple of weeks and instead we just had fun a few times which i think is always going to be a lot more appealing to listen to than us rambling on about results so but yeah we decided this episode uh, we focus a lot on tag league uh so hopefully it comes out good uh i always hate being too serious but it was needed because obviously we're discussing the the end of a tournament but yeah and i'm still here to to meme the fuck out of the show don't worry Um, and you just make it so long but that's why you're here and it's funny because vtg is never long like it never runs long at all (laughs) like it's sort of hilarious Uh, speaking of vtg um assuming that alex gets this out on friday vtg will also be out today um double feature from the vtg boys what up it's a russell mean you should go check that out because it's a really really big show um we've got a really good um viewer base lately for vtg and i'm very happy about it but it can always i i always want more friends to listen to me talk about about you know bonacano stabbing someone with scissors um so you know go check that out uh it should be out today if my wi-fi isn't a bitch so yeah um that's that's my that's my plug of the other joint. It's a good cheap um, plug. And yeah. Indeed. Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed listening. Uh we aren't always this serious. Hopefully we get to have some fun soon. Uh next week we will be back to talk about the huge Sendai Cinderella show, which is gonna involve a lot of discussion about Mayu versus Utami. I think I'm really interested to talk about this with Dylan. We've really avoided talking about this match together so that we can get all our thoughts yeah. out next week. So expect a really intense preview of that show. This is a big show. Uh, we'll also look at what's on top for the Corkin. We will review what we can of this uh, this weekend's shows, although both won't be up by the time we record, because they never really are. Um, but yeah, that. Thanks for listening. Peace today. Shine tomorrow. Decide what you believe in. Joe. Joe.